Bam, we're live. No fucking around today. You can't be you can't be taking up too much time of the future champs time. Gotta be quick and effective. Where are you? Are you in a restaurant? Are you getting ready to off someone? Looks like like you're gonna order a pizza and off someone. Nah, I'm in my hotel room. I uh make sure <laughs> a little bit. So Oh, that's your bed out. behind you? Yeah, these these are the beds. I'm sitting on a couch that was over in the corner. I moved the couch here in front of the TV so I can play a game. Ah, uh, but, but you can't hook up to the Wi-Fi here, like on your PlayStation. It's restricted. You can only use laptops or computers and phones. It's stupid. Yeah, that's not conducive to fighters because you guys in general are are into video games, right? Like that's yeah. what you do to like to calm the nerves and like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're locked in our hotel room. Yeah, I feel like most fighters. Yeah. Holy shit! You know, I just thought of that. Um, you know how Netflix like exploded because they in this last two years they've been asking um human beings to stay indoors. Yeah. <laughs> and I and then porn supposedly porn exploded too. Uh huh. Every everything that everybody already does just amplified. Yeah, I never even thought about video games. Yeah. Hey, dude, I had friends in college. Um, and this is a long time ago, but I think the game back then was like it was some. It was like one of the first. I guess they called them first-person shooter games. Uh-huh. And I had friends just go missing. Like, dudes who, like, I went to college with, partied with, hung out with, and then all of a sudden they were just gone. And I'd be like, yo, where's August? And they're like, dude, he's been playing video games for six months. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I uh, I actually got kind of got started back into get video games uh, during COVID. Maybe a year prior to that, I started playing Fortnite. A couple of my friends got me into it. I, I didn't even have a system. I bought a system because of Fortnite. And then uh, Modern Warfare came out. And shortly after that, you know, COVID hit. So I was playing Modern Warfare a lot. That's kind of what got me back into video games as much as I did. I liked what you said. Um, you did that interview. God, I need to remember this guy's name because this guy is killing it. He's an Asian dude. He's just interviewing everyone. Mm. All star, uh, all state or all stars. His podcast. Anyway, you told him on the podcast um, that you do it. You started playing video games, or you play video games just to hang with the homies as like a social thing. Yeah, pretty much. Especially because now I live in Florida, um, and all my friends live. I mean, I have friends in Florida, but all my friends from my childhood live back home. So you know, I get on, we hop in a party. You know, it makes the game more fun. If I'm just sitting there playing the game by myself, it's not as fun. You know what I mean? Uh, guys. Everyone knows uh, who follows me on the podcast that I'm a huge uh, UFC fan. Um, I can't claim to be a fight fan. Just like I couldn't claim to be a football fan when I was a Raider fan. I just, you know, as a kid, I just only watched the Raiders. I, if anyone else was playing, like I wouldn't even watch the Super Bowl if the Raiders didn't go. And um, I was, you can't really be a fight fan. It's hard to be a fight fan because if you're just a UFC fan, that takes three hours a week minimum already. And I, and I think TV's stupid. So... Um, but every once in a while, you got to do something that you don't want to do. And this guy you are staring at right now, right here, this is Dalton Rasta. And if you didn't hear our first podcast, you need to go back and listen to it. He is a 12 and 0 as a fighter, seven amateur fights undefeated, five fights undefeated. He is young. He is hungry. He is committed. He's all the things that you would want, um, to either be or to know he's a, he's a, a, um, just a dedicated guy, and and he's what's got me to to spend more time in front of the TV and start watching Bellator and put Bellator into my Google alerts and to subscribe to Bellator's YouTube channel and to figure out how to how to watch Bellator. And so it's like 
this is the guy. He's, man, you're the man. Thank you, man. I appreciate all that. And it's fun getting on the train now. I mean, for you, it's not early, right? I mean, you're like, dude, I've been fucking doing a 12 really fights like in. But for me, it's like, okay, I'm early. No one can say I'm a bandwagon jumper, at least in yeah. my mind. Yeah, no, definitely. Whenever, I mean, especially whenever it comes to the pros, you know, I've been fighting for four or five years, but uh, like competing. But, you know, uh, a lot of people still don't know about me. So definitely still early. Uh, the fight is on January 29th. And um, typical to the uh, UFC, the, I don't know why it's like this with the UFC. It's always, it's not, it's not like super easy to find. And when I was just doing the research, it looks like your fight is going to be on YouTube. And then from there, if you want to keep watching the fights, you switch to Showtime. Yes. Yeah, so the prelims are on YouTube live. They'll have a live stream going. You just Google Bellator uh -huh. or 273. But uh, it'll show up at the top. You click on it. It's live. Um, if you click on it right at 530, it'll say that the broadcast is about to start uh, soon. And then after that ends, after the last prelim fight, you switch over to Showtime. Either you have it as a channel or you can download the app. I don't know how much it is a month. I think it's free for the first couple months. But, uh, yeah, you can watch the fights on there as well. For the I'm, I'm going sh to show you their channel. I know this isn't fucking any – like you're like, dude, I, I'm, I'm the athlete. I'm not the tech guy. But look at look how fucked up it is over there. And and I don't mean this as a dig. I just mean it like as constructive criticism for people. If you're, if you're the uh, – if you're the Bellator team, it's kind of mm -hmm. hard for me. I'm, by the way, I'm at a cabin in Utah, in, uh, not Utah, in Tahoe. Okay. So I only have one screen. So this is going to be a little wonky. So this is the Bellator site, right? Uh, and I go on videos and there's no, the live isn't up here. And then I go to the home because like I want to set a reminder, right? Yeah. So I go here and there's this reminder for a 1055 live stream, uh, Bader versus Moldovsky. But what I need is is five a.m. That might you be you fight at four p.m. Yeah, no, that's that's the weigh-ins. That's going to be the weigh-ins because it shows one twenty-eight, which is the day before we fight ten fifty-five a.m. We weigh in at eleven. So, oh um, right, yeah, Okay, so you even read. Yeah, that's going to be. The <laughs> I just look at pictures. <laughs> okay, so like Bellator, hook us up, buddy. Make another. Uh, do it like the Sevon podcast. Have another window for the last like week. People have been able to see the Dalton Rasta is going to come on. They could set the reminder. They could even open a window. Make it easy for us, guys. Make it easy. And 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 I wish I could say um, uh, UFC is better, but they're not. They send me emails promoting the fight, and there won't be a uh, a time or a date on it. And I'm like, dude, like yeah. what? Um. I mean, it could definitely, definitely be improved. You know, there's, you know, I could sit here and criticize them all day long about it. I, I think, um, you know, I think they could do a better job promoting, but who knows what's going on on their end. So, yeah. And when I used to work at CrossFit, I ran the media team there. And even though we, there were gyms in 162 countries, uh, 15,000 gyms, people thought that like it was some corporate juggernaut like Coca-Cola. And it's not. Yeah. It was it was like fucking mom and we were like a mom and pop hardware store just putting shit together in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would have been bigger. What'd you say? I would have figured it would have been bigger. No, 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 no. It's 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 so yeah, it's funny. I wonder how big Bellator is. I mean, they're owned by Viacom and Viacom is, you know, a giant. So I had no idea. 
I thought just one dude owned it, like like uh like those dudes used to own the UFC, the Furtado brothers. No, uh, no, Viacom owns the promotion. They own Paramount Network, which Bellator used to be on. They own CBS Sports, which Bellator used to be on. They own Showtime, which Bellator is now on. They own Bellator. They they own a lot of stuff. So there's there's a lot of money and everything that goes into the promotion. Who's the big guy at uh, Bellator? Who's like the guy guy? The president is Scott Coker, but, uh, okay. you know, I think whenever it comes to setting up the fights and running things from what I've heard, it's Mike Kogan, one of the uh, matchmakers. But, you know, um, they, they have a team. They'll have Rich Chow, Mike Kogan. Those are two of the matchmakers I've dealt with. And then S- Scott Coker, he's the president. He's kind of the face you see whenever, uh, you know, people interview or do podcasts with Bellator or talk about the fights coming up. He's kind of the Dana White of Bellator. Um, but yeah, so I would say Scott Coker. So, so your guy, your guy pulled out. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I knew it was going to happen. I told my manager, I told my, I told a lot of my teammates because this is the third time we were supposed to fight. First time we were scheduled for September, 2020, you know, he was like, I don't know what happened, but he's like, I'm not going to be ready by then, whatever. Can we move it back to October? So he's like, October 15th or October 29th? I accepted October 15th. And they were like, uh, he said his side said October 29th. So I was like, all right, whatever. Cool. So we did October 29th. Then three, four weeks beforehand, I get a call saying that he pulled out and in comes Ty Gorder on another southpaw striker. Uh, so kind of same situation I'm in now where like I was – I was fighting an orthodox wrestler and it was the exact same person I was supposed to fight twice already that this happened with. And he pulled out and then they got me a southpaw striker instead. It's, I wasn't surprised. Do, do they tell you, um, uh, by the way, that dude, that dude doesn't have any kids, huh? Uh, who my last opponent or the guy I'm fighting now? No, the, your last opponent. What's his name? Romero. I have, I have no idea. Because a dude who pulls out that much ain't getting nobody pregnant. Okay, it's a bad joke. <laughs> um, uh, so, so what do they tell you is the reason? Um, so this time they say he was sick. But, you know, the next day I seen him on a live podcast. On a podcast like we're, you know, doing virtually right now. He was in the studio with the person the next day. You know, it could have been pre-recorded, but it said it was live. So it's like, dude said he's sick meaning probably covid you know and that's his reason for pulling out and then boom the next day or two days later he's in a studio it's like all right well how sick are you you know too sick to fight but you can go on a podcast with no mask in the same room two feet from the person next to you you know and it's live suppose have you ever pulled out of a fight no so i fought with broken ribs I fought with uh, a torn meniscus. I, I actually fought with both of those at the same time. It was my first title fight as an amateur against Trent Zadarko, and then I won by knockout in the first round. I kind of needed to because I really couldn't run. I couldn't do much conditioning. I couldn't grapple, so I was kind of, uh, no, I, I was getting the bad end of the stick there. But uh, I ended up getting the first-round finish, and then I've, I've hurt my knee before. It, before fights, MCL. Before Tiger Water, I tore my LCL. Uh, I ended up getting stem cell on that. Now it was about two weeks before the fight. You know, a week after he stepped in, two weeks after he stepped in, whatever. I went home to Pittsburgh, got the stem cell shot on my knee, wore a knee brace for the next two weeks, 
still wasn't 100 percent come fight time but boom still fought anyways you know what i mean and uh you know i've had staph infections before fights you know that like i couldn't train i couldn't grapple or anything because if i had i had one on the back of my leg where you know if person grabbed my leg it one it made the infection worse because it kept irritating and two it hurt hurt like hell if anybody's ever had like a cellulitis infection uh because that's it was like the I don't know the name of dermis or epidermis. I, I don't know the, the deep skin layer that it affects. And it's like under your skin. So it's not like a infection that you can like, you, you they would have to dig it out, you know, surgically if the antibiotics didn't take care of it. And it, it was very painful. I've had that going into a fight. You know, I had food poisoning before the week of my pro That's debut. That's fucked up. Yeah, the week of my pro debut about the day before I flew out, I went and got, I went to a restaurant with one of my friends Obviously, I'm getting close to fight, so I just got a turkey burger and some veggies. Um, I just and just puking kinda, and shitting, just like yes, kind of just trying to be healthy. Got, got the turkey burger, no bun, no cheese, nothing, and then veggies. Boom! Next day, wake up in the morning. Well, that night when I went to practice, I was feeling gassy. You know, my stomach was hurting. Next day, woke up, literally couldn't leave my bed all day long because every time I leave my bed, I had to shit, you know, or had to throw up, you know, and I was to the bathroom, back to my bed, to my bathroom, back to my bed. You ever have those really bad stomach aches where like you can't I've had food poisoning. It's a mess. Yeah. And I had that, that, that was the week of my fight and I left the, the following day, five days before. Isn't it weird food poisoning? That's the one where like your stomach starts to get bloated and more bloated and you're, it's like almost someone like, like, tied one of your intestines in a knot and's like hey you're not coming out this way yeah and you're just getting like more and more full and then it's like i wasn't eating i didn't eat for two days so it made it easy oh yeah made it easy to make weight i didn't eat (laughs) because anytime i would eat man but it it was bad it was bad not trying to disturb any viewers no no fuck them and i still had the effects of it uh on fight day so luckily during my fight it was a, a first round finish and uh, he didn't hit me with a body shot or anything, or else I probably would have been. Yeah, it would have been. Hey, um, is uh, uh, t- I have two questions. I want to ask you about Ninganu's uh, knee MCL. But is there anything that like um, will your parents talk? Will you talk to your parents about anything? No, I mean, like, are, like, are there things? Are there things that you don't like? I'll, I come on this podcast and I'll talk to anyone about anything. Uh huh. Like may- maybe maybe there's like if some things I wouldn't talk about, like if you, if someone was like going to defend um, Jeffrey Epstein for like getting at kids, I, pro- I probably wouldn't talk to you. Like I'm not interested in hearing, but if you wanted to tell me about how Muslims are evil or Christians are evil or how eating dog poop once a day is good for your bio track or like, I'll talk about anything, right? Yeah. You want to tell me, you want to try to talk to me about how I should be gay and I was meant to be gay. I'm open. Talk to me. There's like nothing I really won't talk about, but like my parents, we have rules like at my house, uh-huh. like around my parents and, and I, and I'm 49 and I'm finally realizing that. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to have rules for my kids. I want them to be able to talk to me about anything. Yeah. I mean, I could have talked to my dad about anything. He passed away, uh, in 2016. So going on six years now. Um, and I haven't talked to my mom in a very, very long time. You know, I don't talk to her. I don't have a relationship with her. Uh, your dad passed away in a motorcycle accident. Yes. So I haven't talked to either of my parents, obviously in almost a decade, probably. I wonder, are are you going to have kids? I I hope so. You know, 
one day. My dad, everything my, in order first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um. Uh. There's no rush. I I didn't have them till I was forty three, and I'm so glad I waited. Like some people, are like I want to be young so I can play frisbee all day on the beach with my kids. I had them old, and I'm so happy. Like I'm just, I'm just, I just sit there in a lawn chair. And just watch them do shit. So I'm the happy as a clam. And then I get up and play for like 15 minutes and make them cry and then go back to my lawn chair. <laughs> um, uh, last night at dinner, my dad told me uh, we were talking and my dad doesn't my my dad doesn't want to. My dad wears a, like a, a mask everywhere we go. Right. Uh-huh. And he's like boosted and vaxxed and all that shit. Yeah. And and I always want to talk to him about it. Like, hey, what's your what's your thinking on the subject? And he doesn't want to talk about it. So last night he just springs on me that uh, like, hey. Basically, he accuses me since I'm not vaccinated that I'm the reason why shit's bad and shit's spreading. And the second I say back to him, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, vaccinated people are spread it just as much as unvaccinated people. And the real problem is old motherfuckers and fat people because that shit just stays in you longer and manifests more and you cough more and you sneeze more and you're spreading that shit. So, like, you want to get mad at the unvaxxed people, just get mad at old people and fat people. If, if, yeah. if that's your thinking, like, don't get mad at me. I'm yeah. healthy as shit. I don't need added sugar. I exercise. I don't need refined carbohydrates. I walk the walk. I, I'm, but, but soon as I came back with the rebuttal, he's like, I'm not talking about this. No more vaccine talk at the dinner table. And I was just thinking to myself, okay, never do that to your kids. Yeah. Cause it hurt. Yeah. And, like you said, everybody. Or maybe I'm being a bitch. Look at you. You don't even got a dad. You're probably like, hey, shut the fuck up. At least you have a dad. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I, I, trust me. Even when my dad was around, we butted heads on a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, man, like whenever you're talking about all, all the stuff with uh, like the coronavirus, it's with COVID, it's everybody wants a magic pill whenever it comes to everything. You know, weight loss, building muscle, you know, they, they want to become rich without having to put in the work. Mm. Same thing with COVID. They, they, they want the magic pill to take care of everything. They think the, they thought the vaccine, they think the vaccine is the answer and everybody else should get vaccinated to, or vaccinated to take care of them, you know? So they're saying everybody else is being selfish, but they're making a conscious decision for their own health because they take care of their own body because they eat healthy, they exercise, they sleep, they're hydrated, they get sun. Everything that you need to do to stay healthy, to, uh, you know, keep your immune system on top of its game and all the people that don't, all the people that eat pizza all the time and fast food and, uh, you know, don't exercise and or couch potatoes and just, you know, don't do anything with their life. They're the ones that are complaining, saying that we're the ones putting them at risk. No, we we're believing in our immune system, which I mean, I've had COVID twice already. And me too, me too. But it did not really it didn't have any effect on me at all. It was more mild than a cold for me. And they'll sit there. And, and I also don't listen to anyone else as, as like the God, like if they're like, now just stay inside and rest. I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't make sense. What I need to do is go outside, be in the sun and and do some walking. Like mm-hmm. I, I trust my own judgment of how, what, what I need to do to be healthy. I can't just be sitting there and letting my lungs just get more and more compressed. Yeah. I got to get out. Right. I mean, did you still train through COVID a little bit? Uh, as soon as I t- tested negative. Yeah. Oh, you didn't do any, you just stayed inside the whole time. Oh, no, as I thought you just meant training like at the gym, but uh, no, but I mean, just I was, like, like, like a little bit of a salt bike or running or I went outside and ran. Yeah. Uh, I was shadow boxing outside right outside my house, jumping rope. Um, you know, I had some weights and stuff in my house and I was, yeah, I was doing everything. So got guys, what, what he Dalton also said, I just wanted to like bring it to like to this conversation we're having here about working hard. Um, uh, uh, uh Dalton and I don't want to be sitting here doing this podcast. 
We like we don't want to meet. At least for me, I mean, I'm speaking for him. He, um, we don't want to like get on the phone with strangers and like have to force this conversation. But we do it because it's part of our work. It's what we do. We know in the end, this is like what Dalton and I are doing right now is we're planting trees in our yard now. So in three years, they'll have fruit. That's what we're doing. That's what. That's why we. That's why we get on the podcast. That's why he responded to me on Instagram. That's why we take these risks. That's why we allocate thirty minutes in the morning to talk. It's all just pushing in, keep pushing into the uncomfortable worlds. No one wants to get on the phone with some strange dude and fucking zoom with them. No, no, no normal person. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're strange at all, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't ruin my story. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying that. And I'm pretty sure everybody else gets what you're putting down. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, uh, the people that are understanding the people that are getting there, the ones that are doing it already, uh, the ones that aren't understanding it or just now realizing what you're saying, either they can make the conscious decision to do so or, you know, just continue doing what they're doing and probably not be successful at whatever they want to do. Um, uh, um, this guy, Kevin Carnett's commenting on the skin thing. He says one's called the hypodermis and then, or subcutaneous. I'm guessing just from the words pretty, it's just beneath the top layer of skin, you know? Okay. Uh, and then there's the dermis and the epidermis. I, it's it's one of those two. I don't think it's the hypodermis. So we saw um, Ninganu fight Cyril Gan this weekend, and um, they said uh, Ninganu supposedly had a some sort of he had MCL tear, right? Or it was that's what I was hearing. You know, it's all speculation. You don't know unless it, he comes straight out from his mouth. And what are the implications? He did say it, I think. I think I'm pretty sure I heard him say it. He, I think he went on to say, like, everything was torn. You know what I mean? Like, my MCL, my LCL, my vagina. Like, he was just like, his whole fucking shit was fucked up. I, I remember now. He said he tore his MCL, and then he said his ACL was injured as well. He didn't say it was torn. He said it was injured. But, yeah, I remember that now. It was in the post-fight interview. What are the implications when a fighter, when we hear that? And is that and is that why he wasn't the favorite also, like the betting favorite? No, just um, Cyril gone, you know, had a lot of hype behind him. And he's obviously a very good fighter, you know, very good striker, very good movement. Um, and nobody thought Ngannou was going to wrestle. You know what I mean? They thought uh, Ngannou would win early if he landed a big punch. If it went beyond that, then uh, Cyril gone would win. You know, that's what the odds pretty much in my uh, interpretation were we're saying but uh we've seen Ngannou wrestle and win the fight you know what I mean which he usually doesn't do he couldn't land the punch he was whiffing punches he was getting tired so he had to do what he had to do to win and he got the win so that's all that matters it was fun watching him wrestle huh it, I, I, bro, he had a couple of good big slams in there you know the crowd started going crazy they weren't expecting that out of him you know you can make wrestling exciting for the fans you got to do it right you also were saying that um, in that interview that you did with that gentleman, I, I have to remember his name. I steal so much shit from him. I got to give him credit. Um, that that the difference between uh, – that there are guys in Bellator who are just as good if not better than the UFC, that, that it's not the B League and the A League, that basically just that one of them has – there's – it, talk, talk to me about that. How do you, and then you said that you knew that because you trained with both, but isn't training different than fighting, than like actually being in there? Training so much different than a fight. I should, you know, uh, clear that up right away. There's a lot of times where somebody will do really well in sparring or really, really well in practice, and they're not the same in the fight, whether it be a switch, whether uh, the other person isn't going as hard or they're not trying to hurt their uh, training partner and the one is, and it's just not equal 
um, you know, percentages of like how hard they're going. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, some, maybe some person is overtrained, maybe the other person fresh, maybe someone's having a bad day. There's a lot of things that go into it, you know, but when you train with somebody on a consistent basis and you see them fight and you see them in the gym and they're doing the same things and, uh, you train with them on a consistent basis and they do the same thing over and over and over again, you develop habits, then you start to see, you know what I mean? And, uh, like I said, it's it's not the A League and the B League. It's all about perspective, and the UFC does a really good job at painting that picture that UFC is the A League and Bellator is the B League and PFL is the B League and you know all these other. But I'm telling you, there's people in the PFL and there's people in Bellator that beat the shit out of guys that in the UFC. Not not just at ATT, you know, but at other gyms as well that I've been to, and. Uh, you know, I was at Sanford a couple years ago it, when it was uh, Hard Knocks 365 just to visit, you know, test out gym. I ended up choosing ATT whenever I got the chance to go there. I loved everything about the gym. But uh, there's several other gyms I've been to. And just time and time again, you see that that picture that's being painted is completely false, completely false. Sometimes you see guys, it, it goes both ways. You know what I mean? But it's common that Bellator guys and PFL guys are beating the shit out of UFC guys, you know? It's very calm. You see it in the gym. That, that lady, uh, Kyla Harrison. Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kayla. Sorry, Kayla Harrison. Like, uh-huh. I mean, I, you would have to be insane to bet against her. Yeah, see. I think I, she would mash Nunez. I mean, she's fucking gnarly. Yeah, Kayla's very good. Very, very good fighter. Um, obviously she's undefeated. She's literally had multiple fights where nobody landed a strike against her. Uh, she's still young in in her career too. And I mean, as for the, her and the Amanda Nunes fight ever happening, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know who would win that fight. I've never seen them train together. And I mean, like we just discussed training and fighting are complete, two completely different things. You got a lot of people that, you know, they'll have a good training session against somebody and then they'll walk out of the gym and say, yeah, I could definitely beat him. I was beating the shit out of her, him or her at practice the other day, you know, but as we just discussed, it doesn't always go like that. Uh, but you know, they're both very good. You know, Amanda Nunes, I don't know what happened in that last fight, but if she gets the rematch, I should say when, you know, she's going to be Pena back. But, uh, do you, do you know both of them? Do you know Nunes and, uh, Kayla? Yeah. Uh, I'm friends. I'm friends with Kayla. You know, I've been over to her house a few times for Christmas parties, uh, cookouts, stuff like that. Uh, and I just know, is she cool as shit? I had her on the podcast and like I wanted to like I wanted to like move in with her. Like I was yeah, like, holy cool. this, very, this chick is so cool. She's outspoken, you know. She said she speaks what's on her mind for sure. And um, you know, sometimes people want to hear it, sometimes people don't, you know. Uh but yeah, she's very confident individual as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. It exudes this um she exudes crazy confidence. Uh-huh. Does the whole gym do that? Are you guys just always uplifting each other? Like if someone didn't have confidence in there, would it just suck? Would they be like a black hole? Not, I don't think so. But uh, I, I mean, I don't really know anybody in the gym that's not confident in themselves, not confident in their teammates and their coaches and everything. And, uh, you know, usually the people that aren't working hard and the ones that aren't confident in themselves because they're not working hard and, you know, the problems in the gym usually weed themselves out. You know, I don't want to drop any names, but uh, eventually some of those names, some of the stories will come out 
And uh, I, I don't want to be the one to, you know, put that bad news out there. But it's very rare. Uh, but it does happen. And they usually weed themselves out. Uh, Dylan, thanks, man. This is a, uh, a guy who follows the, the podcast. He's an amateur fighter. Hopefully Dana learned his lesson from waiting too long to sign Ben. I'm not sure what you mean, Dylan, what, in, in meaning. Yeah. Ben got his ass whooped. Yeah. 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 And Poor he Ben. He was, Poor ben. he was getting whooped by freaking Robbie Lawler too. And, you know, call that finish what you want. If it was a bad, uh, finish or a bad stoppage by the ref or what, but I, I think it was. And Robbie Lawler, that was a one-sided fight up until that point. Um, two two questions. I know you have to go in 90 seconds. Two questions. Um, how how many – if you, if do you ever think how many fights away you are from being the champion? Are you like, if I win the next four fights, my fifth fight will be defending the title? And then the second question is, in those 12 fights, have you ever gone in and thought you were going to lose? Um, to the second question, absolutely not. You know, I'll answer that one first. I've never thought I was going to lose. You know what I mean? I think that anybody can lose on any given day. Right. Uh, I mean, including myself, but I believe with my training, with my preparation, with everything I do outside of the gym, you know, diet, rest, recovery, hydration, every, everything that I do. Uh, okay. Then let me add this to it. Have you ever been in there in the fights? I guess most of your fights don't. None of your fights, have, this has really happened, but have you ever been in there? Like I saw a fight in the UFC in the, in the early prelims this week where the chick got fucking knocked out and then came back and won. It, she was a, a jiu-jitsu chick who fought against this other chick. They were 115. The girl she fought was like from El Salvador, had big old fake titties. I can't remember their names. I just remember the chick's fake boobs. So are you asking- the chick with the fake boobs got knocked the other girl out, and the girl who got knocked out came back and won. And I'm like, holy shit. So have you ever been in there and thought you were like, oh, this is so bad? I've been and then the you come back and win. Overcame adversity. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. You should be asking the questions. I'll just listen. Uh <laughs> In a fight, probably not. You know, there's been there's been times where I've been in you know competitive fights up until the point where I got the finish. You know, but never really any point where I've had to go through adversity at all. I mean, the one point of adversity I got taken down once as an amateur by a striker I wasn't expecting. It was kind of an element of surprise. You know, I wasn't expecting to shoot. Uh, you know it. It happened in the Gustafson and uh, John Jones fight. John Jones never taken down his UFC career. Gustafson's a, re- a striker, not a wrestler. And then he ended up taking John Jones down. You know, John Jones wasn't expecting it. Same thing happened to me in one of my amateur fights. And I would say that's the most adversity I ever had to go through. I, mean, I ended up getting right back up, you know, and then I took him down or knocked him out. I don't remember which one came first, but, uh, you know, that, I say as for adversity in my fight, that's probably the most I've ever went through, you know, and, uh, I'm sure sooner or later, sooner than later, I'll, um, you know, go through more adversity than that in one of my fights. Uh, but like I said, with everything that I do from my training to my recovery, uh, I'm well prepared. And with my coaches, my training partners, every, everything I do, I, you know, I can't be more confident in myself that I put myself in the best possible position to succeed and get the win. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, January 29th, that's on Saturday at 4 p.m. Go to YouTube. You want to watch this fight. Um, we talked about um, vaccines. We talked about titties. And we talked about knocking people out. And now if you want to see this guy with his shirt off, wrestling another dude and become 6-0, and you got it. I, I've given you the background. You have no excuse not to spend 20 minutes. Just go over there to YouTube on, on Bellator and watch this fight on Saturday and support our boy. 
You demand, Dalton. Thanks. And the only reason why I'm rushing off is he's got to go to, and he warned me, um, he's got to go to a Zoom call with the fighters at Bellator to, yeah. to get briefed on. Like, yeah, it's fight, fight week protocol. Ever since COVID started, we've been doing it, but I didn't have the time until this morning. So, um, yeah, but tune in Saturday night. The, they start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I don't know what that is, specific time. 4.30, 4.30. 4.30 Pacific time, and uh, they'll be on YouTube Live and prelims. I don't know my fight order yet, but if you follow me on Instagram at Dalton Rasta, uh, I'll be sure to post it. You demand. Thanks, dude. And um, uh, we'll we'll be we'll keep riding the Dalton train until you just won't won't get on. You're too big to get on this podcast. <laughs> That'll never happen. You demand. Appreciate Thanks. It, bro.